stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So yesterday I I read this news and I wasn't sure I was reading it right. Or maybe there there was somebody else of, of the same name that I wasn't aware of. Uh, The prime minister uh, yesterday, the PMO, announced uh, new appointees to the Senate, including two uh, for Alberta, two vacancies here. Uh, One of them is someone uh, we've spoken with many times on this program. Uh, Paula Simons, who has done some incredible work at the Edmonton Journal, award-winning work, is now going to go to Ottawa and and be a senator for the province of Alberta. Paula, congratulations, and uh, thanks for joining us here. Well, thank you very much, Rob Breckenridge. I I figure... These are these are my last swan songs as a journalist for the next forty eight hours. <laughs> uh, is it because you work with my brother that you were looking to to get far away from Edmonton? <laughs> <laughs> That's very unkind to Dave Breckenridge, who is who is still my boss for the next you know seventy two hours. So um, no, I am not leaving to get away from your brother okay. Dave. All right, well, I thought um, I should ask. I'm not. I'm, and in fact, I'm not leaving Edmonton. I mean, I'm going to be commuting back and forth. I'm going to be uh, haunting a lot of airport lounges. But uh, it's, to me, it's really important to say to people, I'm not moving to Ottawa. I'm going to represent Alberta. My home is going to be here in Edmonton, and I'm going to have a fair bit of back and forth. But why did I do this? Yes. Well, it's a real wrench. I've been a journalist my entire adult life. Uh, I've spent 30 years at this career, 23 of them at the Journal. I love being a journalist. I love telling stories. I love meeting people. I love that feeling of connection that I have with readers and listeners. And, you know, I'm getting, I get choked up thinking about leaving that identity behind. But this was a remarkable opportunity. And I will say, I I wouldn't have said yes under the way the Senate used to work. I mean, back in the day, the prime minister, you know, chose someone. It was often a party appointment, a patronage appointment, somebody being rewarded for service to whichever party was in power. And this prime minister changed the rules uh, not that long ago, I guess, really. It was like 18, 24 months and said, we're not going to do that anymore. He's going to appoint independent senators and he's only going to he's not going to cherry pick them. It's going to be based on an arm's length advisory board, which goes out and looks through the country for different sorts of people. And so I'll be sitting as an independent. I'll be sitting knowing that I wasn't like, you know, handpicked for my partisan, you know, affiliation because I don't have one. And when I look at the other senators who've been appointed in the last few months, I mean, I'm really humbled, honored to be in the company of people who are not the same sorts of people, not your stereotypical senators. They're men and women with a whole incredible range of backgrounds and extraordinary accomplishments. And I feel, you know, slightly like that Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the others. Um, But I'm going to do my best to keep up with the very fine company in which I'll find myself. Now, what can you tell us about how this all went down? I mean, did did the prime minister himself, like, call you? Were just sitting at your desk one day and Justin Trudeau was like, hey, Paul, I've got, got an offer for you. Yeah, that was Monday. That is, in fact, exactly what happened. I picked up my phone and the voice, the woman's voice said, you know, this is the prime minister's switchboard. Hold for, hold for the prime minister. And I was like, oh, right. This must be David Staples pulling a prank. This is, this, <laughs> right, is exactly. Dave, this is Dave. This is Dave Breckenridge pulling <laughs> my leg. But I'm pretty sure it was the prime minister. Um, 
Let's hope so. <laughs> and I was, I was, and I was really shocked because it was just a few hours after the whole, you know, bit where he'd been up till midnight doing the uh, NAFTA or the United yeah. States, Mexico, Canada, what, oof, the USMCA uh, announcement. And so, you know, uh, I said, well, he's had a very busy 24 hours, Prime Minister, and and uh, then he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And you said yes. Did you say yes right away? No, I didn't say yes right away. I think probably he was somewhat taken aback because I said I needed time to talk it over with my family because it's a it's a big sacrifice I'm asking of them Mm -hmm. uh, to put up with me not not being here because, you know, I'm a mom. I'm a daughter to two uh, elderly parents who are not in the best of health. Uh, And so for for my whole family. Uh, I, I have their love and their support, but it, it's going to be a transition, and I'm already missing, you know, even if I'm only away uh, part of the time, I'm already missing my dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. But it, it, it's interesting, right, because I think as journalists, sometimes we look at these politicians and we think, ooh, you know, well, if you sign up for this, those are the sacrifices you have to be prepared to make. And it's something I've said often as a journalist myself, it's a little different when you actually find yourself practically speaking, like, okay, well... I'm going to live some of the time in Ottawa, some of the time in Edmonton. I mean, all kinds of politicians do this all the time, including, you know, our provincial politicians here in Alberta. If you're, you know, if you're an MLA and you live way in the north or way in the south of Alberta and you have to go back and forth to Edmonton all the time, sometimes even without, you know, access to air, I'm really, I'm really emphasizing in a whole new way now with the challenge it can be to juggle those political responsibilities with your family once. Are you worried, Paula, that it's you're going to get sucked into this this vortex uh, that, that <laughs> somehow people go to Ottawa and they they, they, they become, become something they become, else? They become Ottawa. Yeah. I like to think that I have enough friends and family and uh, people who feel connected to me that they're going to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, you know, I'm going to be sitting as an independent. I'm going to be pretty independent-minded. I know from my time working as a reporter at the Alberta Legislature that, you know, Ralph Klein used to call it dome disease. And it's true. You can go to a place like Parliament or the legislature, even as a journalist, and you get all so wrapped up in the politics, the gamesmanship of that place. And suddenly what's happening there seems so important. But I think what's really important about about these new crop of independent senators is that part of our job is to revitalize the Senate, to regain or, or to establish public trust. Because if people don't, if people don't respect their senators, then the Senate can't actually do its job. I mean, if you want the Senate to be there as the bulwark against majority tyranny, it, when the time comes that the Senate, you know, exercises its independence. Um, if if the sense if the Senate doesn't have the confidence and trust of people, then then that's not going to come across very well. So, you know, I really want to make sure that I'm not just stuck in Ottawa, that I'm back in Alberta often, that I'm seeing other parts of the country too, that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm not. The one thing I've never liked about politics, even as a journalist, is the gamesmanship. I'm not very good. At that I'm not very good at mind games and you know backroom strategy. I want to be a straightforward person and I want to uh, represent Alberta well, but I don't want to get sort of sucked into that culture. And if you find I'm doing that, um, I want you and everybody who listens to your show to you know just as a, as a journalist, I'm accountable to my readers. I want to be accountable to Albertans. 
Uh, you started out in journalism back uh, way back in the day at the Alberta Report. Which, I did. Uh, Sometimes people are surprised <laughs> to know that. But yes, I worked yes. at Alberta Report, um, Ted Byfield's uh, rather idiosyncratic news magazine. Um, and I worked there with some remarkable people, um, you know, uh, including people... You know, people are sometimes surprised, like, how is it that you're friends with Lauren Gunter? How is it that you're friends with Ted Byfield? But um, working there taught me a really valuable lesson that you can like and respect people, even if you do not agree with them about one single one of their political views. So, Well, you know, um, and something that, that the Byfields championed, Alberta Reports uh, certainly championed, was the Tripoli the Senate. Tripoli, right? The Tripoli Senate, yes. I interviewed Preston Manning about the Tripoli Senate before there was a reform party. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been thinking about Senate reform my entire professional life. And I don't agree with the idea of an elected Senate. Uh, a more equal Senate, yes. I mean, I, I have written before and I remain concerned that, the, that the, uh, the way the Senate is set up is particularly not fair to Western provinces because the number of senators Western provinces have hasn't changed awful lot since Confederation, and the population of this country has shifted remarkably. So that one E, I don't think equal is actually the right formula because equal then that skews things too. But I think uh, I think British Columbia and Alberta deserve more senators, frankly, based just on numbers. Um, but the reason elected has never sat well with me that the whole point of the Senate is that you have a second house of the parliament that is not subject to the political pressures that elected politicians are. When you're an elected politician, you have to go back and win votes and take pop, you know, take positions that will get you reelected. The thing about being in the Senate is that the fact that you're not elected is supposed to give you the freedom and the power to stand up to populist waves of craziness or to stand you know to know that you can take an unpopular position because it's principled without without that fear what what happened over the years of course is that people didn't take that responsibility with the kind of high-minded seriousness that i think it deserves to have and if you're appointed no longer for life but if you're appointed to 75 and you, you don't pull your weight it's very difficult to dislodge a senator who isn't doing his or her job. Again, you can you can hang on to this piece of tape. If I ever become that senator, um, I hope the people of Alberta will call me out, and I hope I'll have the good sense to listen. But I'm not going to Ottawa intending, like this isn't my retirement project. I, I'm right. in my very early I'm in my very early 50s, um, and I intend to work as at hard as hard as this as I, I've done at everything else in my career. And I believe you will. Uh, Paula, when do you star? When do you become a senator? And are you, by the way, are you going to be there in time for the C69 debate? You know, I'm not quite sure what the pace of the C69 debate is. I have to confess, I've been distracted the last couple of days. Um, and I'm so I'm not sure where in the process of C69 we're going to be. Uh, and I have to get. I mean, I've I've looked at the coverage of it. I've even talked about it on our podcast. But I need to get better. I need to get a better sense of of all the ins and outs of the bill and, and listen to the people who are like, you know, the experts and I will make up my own mind of what I'm going to do should I happen to be there. Um, so, uh, 
you had a question before C69. Well, when, yeah, a, when do you, when do you start? When, when, do when, become, yeah, when uh, does this all I, happen? I, I think I'm sworn in on the 16th. Okay. And then I'm honestly trying to figure out, like, does that mean I start, like, being part of the debates on the 16th? I guess it does, because I'm going to be there. But um, my family and I are still are still working that out. I'm still in shell shock from yesterday, to be honest. I can imagine. Uh, it's been <laughs> quite a few days for you, I bet. <laughs> well, at least if you're running for office. I mean, I guess you, you still don't know. It's that Schrodinger's cat thing. You don't know until they count all the ballots whether you've won or not. Um, and And then it's a pretty quick turnaround. But this is... I was surprised at the pace at which this is moving. So, um, luckily, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna trot along until I'm up to speed. Right. Well, we wish you well with this, Paula, and uh, look forward to to seeing what you bring uh, to Ottawa as a senator, and uh, look forward to speaking with you once I, I can officially call you Senator Simon. So. Well, you can you can you can call me that. I've stopped laughing now. The first person who called me that, I, I burst into giggles, but. Uh, but yes, and I now I'm now styled the honorable, which seems a bit too precious for words. But uh, uh, no, I mean there are of course famously lots of fun perks that come with being a senator. But I tend to be a workaholic, throw myself heart and soul into everything I do, and you know, and I, I'm deadly serious. If Albertans don't feel that I'm working for them, if Albertans don't feel that they're getting you know some value from what I'm doing, I have to give very serious consideration to you know, to how I can, how, how I can be the best possible senator for the best possible province. All right, Paula Simons, all the best. Thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate Thanks, this. All right, there you go. Paula Simons, uh, about to become officially one of two new senators uh, from the province of Alberta. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.